Sorry, that's stupid. I just wanted to push that button. Okay. <laughs> I'm literally sitting in my closet. Where are you right now? I actually have this really fun little room in my, my apartment. My, well, the entire building kind of looks like Hogwarts a little bit. And there's this little uh, turret kind of round room that I've been using for all of my uh, cameos. And I'm taking singing lessons. And Bitch, let your hair down, Rapunzel. Stick it out the window. Your gorgeous silver tresses. <laughs> Hello, 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 squirrel friends. I'm John Polly, a producer on RuPaul's Drag Race and a Drag Race historian. And welcome, welcome, welcome to a brand new season of the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. Or as we like to call it... She's already the hair. <laughs> brought to you by World of Wonder and VH1, this podcast takes you deep inside every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 12... And each week I'm joined by a RuPaul's Drag Race icon, i.e. one of the queens who have made her street to talk about this new season and their own Drag Race experience. So thank you for listening. And warning, there's going to be what? Spoilers! So consider yourself warned. And to keep up, make sure you watch RuPaul's Drag Race every Friday on VH1 at 8 p.m. or 7 central. Now more than ever, you're not leaving the house, so watch the damn show each week. And you can watch in select territories on WoW Presents Plus if you're someplace where you can't get VH1. Now having said that, I'm conversing remotely with one of the baddest, most beauteous grand dames of all of the squirrel friends in the land, Raja. Hello, Grand Dame. I love that. We're sipping Mezcal and Purell Palomas. <laughs> Currently, it's morning, and it's chilly here in L.A., and I'm sitting here with a glass of Sauvignon Blanc because it's breakfast, so. Atta girl. This is our first podcast, and we're all sequestered. How are you? I'm doing so good. I was always kind of embarrassed, but I've discovered that in the in all of my hoarding that I have tons and tons of projects that keep me occupied and busy. Sewing, rhinestoning, painting, you know, all of these things are suddenly coming in very, very, very handy. And I'm I sequester myself anyway. I'm a complete loner, so this is all working really wonderfully for me. Right. You're like making kombucha as we speak. <laughs> Wait, do you have like toilet paper and like food and stuff? Food, food, I'm I'm pretty good at. I, when, when, all, when all this started to happen, I started cooking all kinds of things. What's your specialty, like food, cooking wise? My comfort foods are always Indonesian food because that's where I'm from. And it reminds me of my family and my mom. So there's tons of Indonesian food. If you like hot and spicy food, you know, when this is all over with, I'll invite you to dinner. And um, Yeah, right now you can just leave it in a little bag on the curb and I'll just drive by and <laughs> Damn, that is painfully truthful. Well, I'm I'm grateful that you're able to chat today. And this is silly, but I had another extra intro written up for you. So I'm going to read that too before we get into the episode. <clears throat> I'm here talking to a supreme queen, the winner of season three. Yeah. Um, a world-renowned makeup artist. Maybe the chicest queen on the planet. Maybe. A wise, a wicked, witty wonder. Jeez, I like all this. She puts the ooh in toot and boot. <laughs> Raja. I like all this. In general, how are you coping? I'm doing well. I, I'm doing everything to keep myself occupied, and I'm happy as a clam. Yes, I am, as Tammy Brown would say. But I've always been that queen that loves to make things. And I believe that is one of the reasons why I even won Drag Race, because on that season, it was really about making a ton of stuff. And um, and it's fun to see the new queens. I'm really enjoying season 12 and seeing all the little babies do what they do. Who are you rooting for? Who do you like? I love Nikki Doll, obviously, because I, I just 
love foreskin. Nikki was definitely at the top of my list, but right now Gigi Good is death my fave. Um, I have a huge crush on her, and she's just got such great style. And now that we're talking about this particular episode, you really get to see that not only is she beautiful, but she is quite clever and funny. Yeah, yeah. And besides yourself, who is your favorite Drag Race winner? Oh, Sasha Velour. Top of my list. I just, I love her vision. I love, I love her. There, there's a calmness to her and her creativity is just mind-blowing. Knowing her, uh, you know, she's, she's just such a great person. I don't know. She really excites me. I love Sasha Velour. Okay, let's get to this damn episode. So right away, the queens come in. There's no mini challenge, and bam, Rue tells them they're playing... The Snatch Game! If you were doing Snatch Game again, who would you do? You know what? I think about this all the time because there's been so many suggestions and rumors that there might be a winner's all-stars or something. You know, just in case that ever happened, I probably shouldn't give out all of my secrets. Oh. But in fact, on the episode, Rue mentioned Wayland and Madam. I've been a Madam fan since I was a child. I would love to get the, the, the chin and nose prosthetic and the and she's got gray hair that she wears up in a in a high bun and, and the ostrich feathers and I would probably do it with like above the elbow gloves with the sticks the sticks on the wrists. She'd be my first choice for sure. But she was on Solid Gold for a while, I think? Yes, that's how I love Solid Gold. When I was a kid, I love Solid Gold and Madam was always a highlight. Ugh heaven you just said you, you'd been thinking about like if there was a winner or all stars you'd do it would you do it i think i would because you know i'm desperate for the tv time why not like why not get a little bit more more of a chance to show yourself and to see how much i've evolved in 10 years okay so the queens start talking about who they want to do widow says she's considering doing tina and ike turner is that a good idea no that is a terrible idea god i was like this is not because from what i've seen i didn't i never thought of widow as being that versatile or that quick there's so many right, right, people right. to do it's like uh another tina turner i don't know and then Rue comes in and we start learning who they're gonna do and then she is joined by miss vangie so vangie's here apparently tell them what not to do Mm-hmm. are you a vangie fan i am a vangie fan i have had the opportunity to get to tour with her for a little bit i find her to be hilarious and charming and adorable definitely love her and then Rue's making the rounds, and they talk to Crystal. I bet there are people around the globe Googling Elda Barge, including myself. I was like, wait, Elda Barge. I remember I actually grew up around the time when Elda Barge was a star. I don't think that would have been a great choice for her. But And by the way, Crystal Method can totally get it. What a cutie pie. So cute. And like, I love that like she's so nervous and Rue like takes her hand and hugs her. From what I understand from the girls that I know from this season about Crystal Method, everyone collectively as a cast, you know, had a crush on her because she's just so sweet and endearing. And I, I love a mullet. In fact, I'm so bored here at home during quarantine. I'm actually cutting a mullet into my hair right now. So done honey i grew up in like in like appalachian coal country it's like i had that mullet in high school <laughs> i had like the mullet please send photos i want to see <laughs> i love that vanjie starts flirting with jackie cox oh yeah well, i mean who wouldn't jackie cox is adorable vanjie's flirting like she's like i'm known for going to the workroom and walking out with a piece <laughs> was she lying though yeah i i'm a i'm a jackie cox fan i think jackie is talented and adorable so I get it. I have hearts in my eyes as well. 
And then Rue comes and talks to Gigi, and Rue doesn't know what she's doing. She doesn't understand this like robot concept. I've never even heard of the robot. I know that, that there are several different robots happening right now that I've seen online. So I get where Rue was kind of confused and like, wow, how are you going to make a robot funny? She she was telling Rue, she was like, oh, don't you worry about it. I got this. I know. I love that Gigi says to Rue in this perfectly calm assured voice i understand your concern but i do not have the same concern (laughs) exactly when you know you know and these kids today so self-assured i love it yeah i love i you know i'm a big poppy fan i follow poppy on instagram i've watched all of the poppy videos on youtube so she's robotic as well and i just think that that is very telling of of the generation that we're watching on drag race now is that there's these characters that are not just television, not just music, yeah. but now robots, you know, <laughs> or people that pretend to be robots. It's, it's a whole different time. Anyway, back to uh, Gigi. She is confident and, and not in like a cocky way exactly, but just like she's self-assured and she's going to stick to it. Yeah. Her face structurally, just, just the symmetry of it just really lends itself to robot. Just kind of perfect. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to meet the boys from Mean Girls and get into the game. Yes. Right after this. And now a word from World of Wonder and Trixie Mattel and Katya from Self-Isolation. Hello. Hi. How are you? Girl, this quarantine is making me lose my grip on reality. Girl, I am watching Kristen Wiig do Imagine in a melancholy tone. I think we're all figuring it out. Yes, that's Trixie and Katya coming to you from their new podcast for UN. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. You know you want it. Original Bizarre Podcast Bliss. I have a confession to make. What? I spent a solid two days binge watching old episodes of Oh. Oh my God, I did too. (laughs) (laughs) See, drag queens, they're just like us. So it's a joy to hear Trixie inform you that now is the time to release the show in podcast format so fans can listen again and again and again while they sit in isolation. Now that sounds healthy to me. I think that's really cool. (laughs) So... There you have it. Trixie and Katya and Un, the podcast. Listen now, wherever you get yours. So we are back. And honey, it is time to play the Snatch Game. I am talking to Raja. So... We get to the game. Daniel Francesi and Jonathan Bennett from Mean Girls are there, are with us. I adore. Like, these two wonderful men are fantastic. I got to meet Jonathan Bennett while I was in Provincetown doing my show. And what a sweetheart. Still a babe after all these years. And Daniel, what a sweet, sweet, sweet baby. We did a thing a few weeks ago for the Trevor Project with World of Wonder. I love Daniel. He's he's uh, like the pairing of the two as judges was perfect. Okay, either or who would you who would you do, uh, Daniel Francesi or Jonathan Bennett? If you had to choose, quick. Definitely Daniel. I, and I'm not even into bears. I just love a super funny guy, and he's sexy. He's just like, mm, get up in it. So let's quickly go through the game. Heidi is doing Leslie Jones. I was hoping she would be more, screaming more like Leslie, like rah. 
Yeah, I saw uh, some footage of Leslie Jones recently at the Christian Siriano fashion show, and she was, like, the only person standing up and, like, screaming at the models as they were walking by, and she's just so over the top. I, I needed more of that. I needed I needed to see her really, really act out and act up. I felt like she kind of held back a little bit. But I think that happens a lot in Snatch Game because it's terrifying, you know? There is no actual audience there to laugh at your jokes other than the two judges and Rue. It's intimidating. Next is Jackie Cox, who's doing Lisa Renna. Fantastic. I wish her lips were bigger because that is the caricature. You gotta have the big lips. I would have taken some cotton balls and, you know, special effects trick where you take cotton balls and tissue and then layer on the, the liquid latex over it and done a very exaggerated lip. Because that's to me, that's what it needed, at least the visual part of it. The great part was that she really had all of the details and she had all of, you know, the, the little duster sweater and the, and the wine, which reminds me, let me take a sip. Same. But I think Jackie in general, she knows what she's doing. Yeah, she's solid, she's smart, she's professional. And did we talk about how hot she is? Yeah, we already did. (laughs) (laughs) And I just love the constant Harry Hamlin, Harry Hamlin, Harry Hamlin. Of course, of course. Next is Jada doing Cardi B, who's like fine. Exactly. I didn't hear one or like Cardi is loud. Cardi would stand up. Cardi would twerk. I mean, the look was great. She emulated a Christian Cowan, the blazer with the feathers. But I just needed more Cardi. She could have been more funny because Cardi B is hilarious. Coronavirus! Yeah, <laughs> totally. Jada's so elegant that she, you know, I think she's she might have been a little afraid to kind of take it there and be funny. Cardi B, what makes her so lovable is that she's relatable. Not only is she, you know, doused in all of this amazing glamour and the most expensive lace fronts, but the other side of Cardi B is that she's completely relatable. She does the same hood rat jokes that we all we all know and love. And I just missed out on that a little bit. Jan gave us some Bernadette Peters. Brilliant. A difficult reference for young queens because Bernadette Peters is Broadway and, you know, and it's niche for many Drag Race fans. The voice was great. Singing in there would have been nice. Do a few sound bites where she actually Bernadette Peters the house down. Just belted out some just random notes would have been really fun too. Widow Von Do does do Tina and Ike Turner with cake. Why? Tell me what the cake means. Oh, it's a, it's from a scene from What's Love Got to Do With It. It's like this totally abusive scene because, of course, Ike Turner was a you know, horribly abusive, physically abusive. Right, 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 right. First of all, that wig was dreadful. That is not a Tina Turner wig. I, I thought her Tina was predictable, that that shoulder shrug and stuff. And I needed, I needed the Ike part. It just felt like, oh, wow, here she is in a bob wig and a mustache. But obviously she did plenty to keep her safe. I thought she was doing an amazing Sonny Bono. <laughs> you're right i mean really what is the difference you can go either way except sunny bono wasn't abusive then we get to Gigi good doing maria the robot who you didn't even need to know who that was because she just sold it it was brilliant it was brilliant it was weird it was something that i'd never seen before it was just funny and the way she fumbled over the card loved it loved it and she made the character so that she could take a pause to comprise an answer. Guru even said, like, Maria, reboot. And she actually, like, did the whole thing. Like, it was it was believable and it was funny. And I have very, very high hopes for Gigi. Quickly, we're just going to go quickly over Aiden and Britta. Because neither one of them really... Well, Aiden? interesting, an interesting 
enough, I, I once upon a time, many years ago, before I was on Drag Race, I did makeup and um, I used to uh, do Jay Manuel, you know, from Top Model. I would yeah. do all of his grooming for award shows. So I was able to go to a, a ton of award shows and one year he did the Oscars. He uh, got a text message or a phone call and he's like, hey, Suchan, can you can you do can you do a quick favor? He's like, there's no money in it. You know, I mean, you're already here, but would you mind going to um, just check in on Jennifer Holiday? And I, if you can visualize me being thrown against a wall, I was like, wait, come again, say that again, Jennifer, the Jennifer Holiday, because that was the year that Dream Girls was, uh, you know, with a big film, and she was there to sing, and I am telling you, on the rooftop of the Roosevelt Hotel. So absolutely, I agreed to it, and I went to her room, and I got to meet Jennifer Holiday, and it was the first time I'd ever seen a lace front wig up close because she had one. You know, this is way before Drag Race. So, and she's got a large mouth. She's got beautiful big teeth. So that part, visually, Britta, I think, did a fantastic job. But again, if you're going to do somebody who is a vocalist like Bernadette Peters, like Jennifer Holiday, I needed to hear some of that, even if you do it badly. So, I mean, it could have been funnier. Putting those vocals in there would have taken it to that Jennifer Holiday level. Effie. Effie was iffy. Effie you. <laughs> and Aiden just kind of bombed trying to do Patricia Quinn from Rocky Hard. I'm one of the few gay people in the world who is not a fan of Rocky Horror, and I'm going to get, like, skewered for saying this. But So it kind of went over my head because I was like, okay, she's magenta, apparently. I think Michelle might have said it that it should have been played in that character. Like, she should have magenta it. Just was so, so obscure. And so is doing a robot, but that could have been any drowsy, over it, eye-rolling older woman. That could have been anyone. That's where I think she kind of spiraled. I really feel sort of bad, because I, I actually, I find Aiden to be very endearing. If she lived nearby, I would probably take her under my wing and probably drag doddered her in some ways, because I, I, I'm i a fan of her aesthetic and, and her style. I, I guess the problem was that instead of you know playing like, I'm a spaced out old lady who can't remember anything, it didn't, she did, that kind of put her in a hole with no jokes to make. Exactly. She wanted to play a spaced out old lady, she should have just done me. Yeah, you know, just sort of monotone, baritone, eye rolling, long gray hair, no eyebrows, which she already doesn't have. So, I mean, it would have been easy. Winner. <laughs> Bitter. I said winner. I said bitter, that too. A bitter winner. <laughs> okay, and then Crystal did Poppy, and I guess um, she was okay? Yeah, she was, I don't know. I, I, uh, there, there could have been a lot, a lot of other people that she could have chosen to do. And then we did Sherry Pie, who, like, is so weird to even talk about. I know, and it's unfortunate. It, and, you know, it, it's unfortunate that any of this has happened. Okay, moving on. <laughs> you know, it's the next day. They're all nervous. Widow talks about why she gravitates to Tina Turner's because she'd been, she's been through all these rough things herself. She was thrown out of her house. She was homeless. Abusive relationships. I think that's always that moment in Drag Race where everyone's getting ready and, uh, you know, talking candidly about their own life experiences. And that is something definitely important to talk about. That is definitely relatable. And even I, uh, while listening to her, was able to relate to that on some level. And I think a lot of people do. I think we put ourselves into situations and relationships where we make these exceptions without realizing that we're going through the abuse. And so... 
I think it was important to talk about. It makes you realize how courageous, you know, many of these queens are. Right, and she made it through, and here she is. She's competing on Drag Race. She's obviously very talented. Very, very important for viewers to see. And then I also love that Gigi talks about just kind of her, like, fabulous, fluid self in just a very, like, matter-of-fact but sweet and kind of, like, bold way. And, you know, that, too, I can relate to. That that part really hit home for me because I, I feel I feel what she was saying, and they even showed some photos of her as a as a as a young baby queen and having that gay uncle that played such a huge profound role in her life and i i'm finding myself being that person now in, in my family i have two young cousins who are obviously gay <laughs> and one's 12 and one's 15 i believe and you know and i know that being that supportive and being a proud and successful queer gay person is very very important for my young relatives you know and so that part really that that really hit home for me and and it was something that I can definitely relate to and I'm and it kind of confirmed to me that I'm I'm playing a very important role in my in my own family's life by setting the example of being the the positive role model wine swilling and pot smoking and all <laughs> I'm auntie raja not only to my own family members but I'm playing auntie raja to to so many people now globally yay also rue comes out looking insanely stunning in this kind of like pinkish hair and that wig though I live oh my god it was so pretty I love it when rue switches from blonde and goes to something else I know that blonde is her signature but I just sometimes I just you know I I, I just stare at, at her wigs they're just so beautiful that pink color with all the highlights and lowlights in it and the texture see this is what I watch when I watch Drag Race I obviously because I'm always tooting and booting but I I toot that wig for sure I'm not really sure if I love that silver dress as much because I felt it was whatever. She looked great. <laughs> <laughs> that pink hair looks like taffy. Mm, yes, definitely wanted to pull on it. The runway, the category is a frozen on Broadway inspired runway. Silvers and blues and whites and sort of the icy ideas. But it didn't have to be like, you don't have to come as Elsa. You don't have to mimic those characters. It was just a departure point. Can we pick like three of your favorites? I love Crystal Method. I love a pantsuit. I, I love pants and drag. I know that Michelle hates pants and drag, but I like it. I like a Palazzo pajama idea. I love that. Oh, I love Jada's too. Jada, cause you know what I love about Jada is that she she makes a lot of her own things. Heidi. I loved Heidi's look. I thought they all really looked great. I loved Britta's look, but I feel like I'd already seen that kind of a look before. You know, the peak shoulders and the iridescent, which that, that fabric, I know in downtown LA, you can buy bolts of it. It was reminiscent of the Todrick Hall video where he does the witches. But overall, I think it was it was pretty cool. You know, I liked it. I also liked Aiden's, too. I thought it was cute. You know what I like? Sometimes Manila and I had a conversation about this the other day, that what's missing now in drag is that little bit of, like, garbaginess to, to our looks. I think people come so equipped with these, like, beautifully made designer, drag costume designer costumes. And I liked the little bit of booger that, Aiden had you know it just was something you know she clearly put it together she's from somewhere in the deep south and she did her best and I and I like the familiarity and humor of the yeti and the abominable snowman or whatever but if it were me honey oh bitch 
winter and snow. The snow wouldn't have been coming out of the ceiling. It would have been coming out of the palms of my hands, out of my ass. I would have been a giant snowflake. I don't know. I'm like, God, I wish I was still able to compete because some of these themes were, you know, I would have done it way, way, way differently. But they all, I thought they all looked beautiful. I'm looking forward to see what I say on Toot and Boot because most of those times, most of the times I don't remember what I say until I watch the episodes. I love the snow at the end as they're performing. I was actually worried that when Britta lit her little magic trick that some of the snow would have lit on fire and I can just imagine all the fire marshals on set. I don't know. The whole thing was wonderful. Yeah, somewhere Frostula is very jealous right now. (laughs) Frostula! You are a a drag race historian. You have an incredible memory. It's because I've been doing these recaps for like 10 or 12 years. Steeps it in my brain. Right, and you probably also don't smoke as much marijuana as I do. (laughs) Oh, Gigi had her ice cream. Her like ice cream girl up, Oh, yes, yes, yes. I love that. The good humor ice cream man, but... Make it fashion and make it drag. I I loved it. She's so cute. You know, the bitch is really lucky to have a mom who is a costume designer. But it was very cute. I love, she has that really, really wonderful attention to detail. The little, like, the cold pink nose and the white freckles. And she's a winner to me. Well, and she's a winner this week. Bam. Mm-hmm. She won. She deserved every single bit of it. I mean, what we're looking for in this, in all of this, is standouts. And she stood out. Bravo. And then we get to the bottom two, Britta. Oh, well, as soon as I I realized that it was the two of them together, Aiden didn't stand a chance, in my opinion. You know, as as soon as I realized that they were in the bottom two and lip syncing to uh, Let It Go, I was like, oh man, Aiden's about to get her adorable little weird ass kicked because Britta is just a powerhouse. And and you're lip syncing a, a crazy Broadway ballad like that. But the lip sync for your life is always my favorite part of the show, so it was great. And again, the snow! The snow came down. Love it. It was, it was kind of magical. It was like, even watching it back, I was like, hello, I'd, I'd almost forgotten about it, and I'm like, oh! And it was, it, was, it was kind of some, like, drag racy magic. It was. I wish they would do that for every lip sync. I wish they would put a touch of, like, special effects or some sort of theatrics. Rain, you could simulate an earthquake, <laughs> release the hounds. Bees! Release B. <laughs> so they both try their darndest, but Britta is, yeah, she's got sparks flying. She's like just, she's a Broadway queen, you can tell. She is, she is. Now, I wonder, she said she's like, you know, I'm doing this for New York City because I am their queen. And I was like, okay. <laughs> we'll check back with Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo can get it. And actually, I would like to be spit roasted by. Andrew Cuomo and his CNN brothers, so... You know, in these times, it's all possible. I think all of America is appreciative of Andrew Cuomo, anyway. Okay, so Aiden is told to sashay away. Mm-hmm. What do you say to Aiden? I would probably just give her a big, giant hug. I find Aiden to be so cute and endearing and sweet. And the whole time she was on the competition, she seemed so terrified. And it's like, it's okay, just relax, go home, come up with some new ideas of things. You know, she was maybe a little too too fresh for the competition. Just big hugs. Big hugs to Aiden. I love that kid. I think she has a a fun and bright future ahead of her. I'm gonna have to Venmo her a couple dollars to get at least a different color pussycat wig. (laughs) Well, Raja, that wraps it up for this episode. Thank you for snatching this podcast with us. That went too quickly. 
So how do you, what is your plan during these crazy times? Well, I've already got a bunch of things lined up. For instance, today, my goal, and it has been actually for the last four days, was that I was going to clean and reorganize my apartment. But somehow naps seem to take over, and I like taking a lot of naps. But I have a lot of projects that I'm doing to keep myself busy. But you take good care of yourself. Everyone stay home. And let's all try to be positive and support the queens. Actually, I'll be performing with the Digital Drag show coming up. My slot is on April 5th at 6 p.m. And there's like hundreds of us now on this roster of incredible queens. There are queens from Drag Race, Barla Jean Merman and Jackie Beat are a part of it. My friend Mama Tits from Puerto Vallarta is performing in it. And it's just, I'm really starting to feel this really wonderful sense of community again. And um, so I'm excited to see how this show goes. I'm not sure if I'm going to do anything lip sync or live. It'll be, it'll be a surprise. It'll be a surprise for me as well. Gorgeous. That's how I'll keep myself busy is just to, which I find really wonderful in in this scary time is that drag queens seem to be doing the most. And, you know, we're all, we're all finding creative new ways through technology to entertain one another and to entertain the globe and to entertain all of our fans. So you'll definitely be seeing me doing a lot more of those follow raja gemini on instagram it's at sutan amral which is my actual name so follow me all right thank you hon thanks so much john love you take good good care of yourself i'll talk to you very soon yes you too bye and that is this week's official rupaul's drag race podcast thank you raja for joining us watch her and raven weekly on fashion photo review on wow presents plus and YouTube, and her series, Raja Draja, where she draws her fellow drag glamazons, will return soon to Albertsons Plus, too. Keep an eye out for it. And there's currently all kinds of other new content during this crazy time appearing on Wowbersons Plus. You can get weekly headlines with Alyssa Edwards, a new series, Trixie and Katya Save the World. Check them all out. And please keep watching RuPaul's Drag Race on VH1 every Friday night at 8 p.m. or 7 central. Or you can watch via Wow Presents Plus if you live in an area that does not get VH1. And please keep supporting all of your favorite queens who are performing online. You can see them via the Digital Drag Fest, Work the World shows, Wow Presents projects, even their own Instagrams, Twitter, whatever. Show them love. And in the meantime, take care of yourself. Shantae, you stay at home and stay well. See you next week on the podcast. Bye.